Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again for this preview podcast episode is Shay Dixon. Shay, how are you doing? You got your On3 merch on. I like it. It looks good. looks fresh. looks comfortable more than anything. It is. It's that Sportique or whatever brand uh, is what they're rocking now. Yeah, very comfortable. I think that's what it's called, Sportique. Yeah. Sportique, yeah. okay. It's – Okay. It's uh, – I don't know if we have a shop for everyone. We eventually got to see about that. See if the fans can get in uh, into the shop and, and buy some stuff. But your stuff's on the way, Matty B. Don't worry. We'll get you handled first. I'll get it. We'll be good. We'll be good. I can uh, finally start rocking rocking the gear. Um, but, Shay, we have – I mean, we have a lot to talk about, but it's also – we've also got, done so much throughout the week on player availability, on previews, on the film studies that I wrote, you know. All of this stuff we're going to kind of squeeze together in a podcast and give people the, you know, obviously not the full version because we'd be here for like an hour or two, but we're going to give them the the bullet points that they need to know going into this Mississippi State game. And we'll end it with our predictions. Obviously, that's what everybody's here for because we are the experts, you know, obviously. And we'll go, we'll touch on injury reports, breakout candidates, things to watch, and uh, kind of go from there. So you ready? I am. Let's rock it. All right. Uh, injury report is where we're going to start. Um, and I, for those who don't know, I wrote a story last night, uh, which was free actually on our site. So you can check that out um, on Seven Banks, Colby Richardson, B.J. Ojolari, and Quincy Wiggins uh, being the four big names uh, coming back from injury. Uh, Quincy Wiggins was the only one who's still not 100% at this moment, but the other three are expected to be back and be – I'd say contributors for the most part, wouldn't you say? I would absolutely say so. It seems like you were down kind of did a little breakdown piece on it, but seven banks hasn't, I mean, seven banks got injured to start last year at Ohio state, missed some games, got injured at the back end of the season, missed three games, had hip surgery, hasn't played in a game since then. So if you're thinking missed a few games, November, he's coming up on, 11, I mean, 10 plus months of not playing any live ball in terms of tackling and everything like that. So there's an expectation that there's going to be some rust there. That's what Brian Kelly said. So he'll be a rotational guy. Colby Richardson, the McNeese transfer, who played a lot in week one and they got banged up in week two. He was a starter uh, both games. Um, Seems like he'll be fine, as you noted. Wiggins, special teams guy, uh, as he, what if he called it like a Liz Frank sprain? I guess he didn't have a tear, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, Kelly called it a sprain, so he'll do some special teams, and they said by next week he'll be kind of near 100%. But I think the biggest one, right, is the guy who wasn't injured, the guy who's missed 15 games and hasn't played since 2020 in John Emery. And LSU's run game has sort of been non-existent, Matty B, um, beyond Jaden Daniels, if we're being real. I mean, Armani Goodwin popped off a couple of maybe two runs, big runs in that Southern game. Again, it's Southern and Noah Kane punched in goal line carries in both games, which, you know, you'll take it, but they haven't found that guy that they can kind of just ride um, 
And again, rust will be a factor, I think, with Emory. He hasn't certainly like timing and making sure all the pass pros there and uh, all of that. When you haven't played since 2020 to now 2022, this will be his first game. No matter the talent level, there's going to be a little bit of a, of a learning curve just to kind of get back into the flow of the game. But it's big. I don't care if he's at 70% of kind of shaking off the rust. I think that's probably better than what they had without him. I I agree. Um, yeah, so, so you weren't sold on the Josh Williams touchdowns against Southern. <laughs> Dog, my bad. I didn't mean to do that to him. No. Hey, no hating on Josh Williams. This man walked on and probably has been their most consistent back, at least number two back over the past couple of seasons, or at least someone that both Orgeron and Kelly and them played. It was yes. like a lot of times he was playing under Orgeron and people were like, what is he doing? Why are they playing Josh Williams? Well, they changed to Kelly. They moved Frank Wilson in as running backs coach, and he still plays. So clearly, there's that, something they like. And that is a that is a, yeah, that is a story that I would be interested in. Josh Williams of trajectory. We need to call the advocate. Get get Wilson on it. Um, but I I agree. I think John Emery is probably the obviously BJ Ojolari. We expected him to be back and be fine for this game. So you know, excluding him, I think John Emery has the potential to change this game in ways that I don't know if the other ones do like, yes, seven banks and, and Colby Richardson, probably Colby more than seven will have a lot on their plate, but John Emery from the perspective of running the ball, which we'll get into in kind of my quick hitters of the film study stuff. I think their ability and the need to run the ball against this Mississippi state team can change how the complexion of this game goes, how the script of the game goes, right? You always hear about the game script. And I think John Emery, if he can, just pop one run for 20 yards if he because there's been zero in the way of explosive run game against florida state um even against southern i think it was you know few and far between so that's going to be the interesting thing uh the the like i said we'll get into the kind of the defensive backs in a second here uh we can start talking about my film study if you got nothing else on the on the injury report it's good to see quincy back at least yeah, I'm excited. To, well, special teams this weekend, but I'm excited to yeah. see that he will be playing this year. I think they could use the help. He's not an interior guy, but still, uh, they could use the help along the D-line. So, yeah, let's jump into it. Let's rock. Yeah, uh, so quickly, uh, looking through the film studies, when you look at – how do I summarize this? The the Mississippi State defense is what I looked at first, right, which a lot of people look start with the Mike Leach offense, and understandably so. But Zach Arnett, as defense coordinator, going into year three – Looks like he has these guys just clicking. I mean, they shut Memphis down. They held Memphis to three points basically for well throughout the first half and then into the second half for a bit. So I, I think the cover, the the DBs they got are real solid, and then I think the defensive line is actually really good. And so while they haven't been consistently creating pressure, they mix up their blitz as well. I think Mississippi State's going to force Jaden Daniels to beat them. And I, they do a really good job of spying just from what I've seen the first two games. Arizona had a mobile quarterback. So with all that being said, Jaden Daniels' passing ability is what I see this game kind of coming down to in a sense. And we'll get into more of that later, but I think Mississippi State's going to make them beat him, make him beat them from the pocket more so. And that's why you, they need the running game to help him. They need the running game to keep the defense honest because if not, I think it could be um, it, it could be tough for the receivers to get that separation if they're in a zone, if they're depending on how they're playing them. So I think that's mostly the bullet points from the defense, from the Mississippi state defense. I was really impressed with how they mixed it up, how they, how balanced they were and how they mixed up their blitzes too. So 
Um, that's the that's the defensive side of the ball. Is there anything uh, you're looking forward to there? I think with defensively, I'll speak to the, the, a larger point here. When we and we can kind of cruise over to offense and then talk about kind of the big picture. But this is year three of Arnett as DC, and LSU fans will remember they went after him in twenty to after the 2020 season, trying to get him to be the DC in Baton Rouge. He stayed put at Mississippi State and is now, like I said, in year three with Leach. He returns eight of his starters. That's the same on offense as well. So you've got eight guys back. Also the starting kicker, also the starting punter. I'll get to all that kind of big picture stuff in a minute. But let's see. I had the stat written down here. I believe it is eight of their Matty B, maybe nine of their Let's see, 11 of the top 14 tacklers from a year ago are back on this team and have been playing the first two weeks. So I think it kind of just drives home the point that, like, Arnett settled in. He's got talent, more talent than they had when they started at Mississippi State. And now he's got guys that almost, what, 80% of them that produced for him a year ago on defense are back on this defense. And they've played well to start the season. Like, They've beaten Memphis is a good team and they had no problem with Memphis and um, Arizona, whatever. But still, I, I wonder when I look at LSU, Maddie B I've seen kind of what they can do with Jaden Daniels. I can see him throwing the ball, but like they're going to have to sustain some drives in this game because one of the big things will be keeping Mississippi state's offense off the field. So when you're attacking state's defense, I think you've got to have a healthy dose of the run game in there. And we haven't seen them be able to, to have a healthy, healthy dose of a run game yet. Nothing sustained, right? And they're still playing a bit of musical chairs on the offensive line. You're yeah. just getting Emory back, as we noted, for the first time in 15 games. So you don't really know what to expect there. You haven't seen anything out of the rest of the running back group that would think someone's going to go out there and rip off a you know 7,500-yard game. So I think this is a worry spot for me. I think so many people are focused on how do we stop you know the Mike Leach offense. I'm almost just as worried as how you're scoring on the Mike Leach defense. I know you've got talent at receiver, you got talent at quarterback, but you cannot be going three and out in this game. And, and Brian Kelly already talked about, yeah, yeah, we'd like to go tempo, but we can't go tempo all game against an air raid. Like we just can't do that. So a lot of it, he said, is balancing offense and defense. For me, I think that's finding a way to run the football against state. Yeah. And so if we transition over to the offensive side of the ball, I think you, you bring up a good point where I want to start is, one thing that I don't want to say it caught me off guard, but one thing that really stands out is how much state has the ball. Like against Memphis, it was 41 minutes against Arizona. I think it was 36 minutes and they just ate the clock up because they're not for the most part, they're not popping these explosive passes that, you know, through two minute drives and they're scoring touchdowns. They're moving the chains right at the chains a lot of times. And they're just keep continuing to get, five yards, three yards, four yards, and just like that, another first down. And they're just repeating it every single time until they're down the field and scoring on Arizona or Memphis, and it's like a five-minute drive. And once that happens, like you said, the the LSU offense then has to sustain drives, which I think Kelly knows. I, I just got the feeling in both of his press conferences that he understands that you can't give them the ball back that quickly from a defensive perspective. And I think even a defensive line perspective with the the depth concerns, maybe staying fresh is so important against this defense or against this offense, guarding all their crossers, their screens, all 
everything they're going to throw at you, I, I think you just have to give them adequate rest in order to to be to be fresh. And we did see them; they were fresh against Florida State. Like that was the one thing he he was happy about uh, late in the game. But this is a um, very very complex offense that you're going to be facing, so you cannot afford to be be tired there. So that's um, let me see if there's anything else here on the film study part for their offense. Uh, they 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 run the ball a little bit more um, this year. I think I wrote down there. They run the ball 36% of the time instead of 26% of the time. So uh, that's through two games, obviously. So not a huge sample size, but still something to, to look forward to there. I think they're going to have to guard, uh, defend against the run. And I think we're going to see a lot of those dime packages, um, which we'll get into, you know, as we talk about breakout Kenneth and stuff like that. Yeah, I think if you look too, I mean, I toss, let's toss the Southern game out, right? They won 100 to nothing, basically. Yeah. Don't forget that through almost three of quarters of four, LSU fans were saying this defense cannot get off the field on third down. State is better at keeping the chains moving than Florida State is. I mean, State is very methodical about how they're going to approach you. If you cannot get off the field on third downs in this game, LSU won't win. Like, that's just a fact. So uh-huh. you mentioned that time of possession. Uh, you asked Brian Kelly about it. He kind of talked about um, again, that balance, which you talked about earlier in the week of our offense has to know that and kind of continue to stay sustain drives to keep that off, you know, Mississippi state offense off the field. If I'm like ranking what LSU has to do to win this game, getting off the field on third down is probably like number one or two, because if they don't, it's going to just be a really, really long day because state will just take what you give them. And if you keep doing that, you're never going to get the ball back and they'll just keep scoring. So I did like in your film studies too, two things I I guess I didn't realize just coming off of watching state a year ago and reading about them a good bit. You mentioned that they like to run the ball now and that they are pushing it downfield on deep shots when they can get it to really big receivers. Like they aren't a bunch of athletes who are kind of six one, six foot guys. These are tall receivers that can go down and make plays in the vertical passing game. More so than any game, obviously, so far, I think, as much as any game this season, maybe with a couple of others, we're about to find out how good these transfer corners are and and how good Major Burns and Jay Ward are on the back end. You don't have Joe Fusha back yet. So it'll be interesting to see. I think we got a little bit of a sample size of them against Florida State. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, they're, they're solid. They were holding things down. Yeah. Toss Southern out. This game will show us how good these guys are, both with communication, talent-wise, kind of however you want to slice it, this this will be a too. test for them. Yeah, tap. I think communication and tackling are the two like keys to this game. And Brian Kelly said that all week. He said, if we don't communicate on the back end and we don't tackle, we're not going to win. He said, that's this whole stopping state is predicated on those two things, doing your job, communicating, being in the right spot and tackling. And we saw that against Arizona. If you don't tackle, State turns a three-yard gain into a 15-yard gain every time. So yep. it uh, that will be one thing. That's an unknown for me right now because even during Southern, Kelly was like, we didn't tackle well. So that's now two games in a row where he's saying we aren't tackling well. That's an issue for this game for me. Very concerning. Um, let's, let's do breakout candidates here. And I have one that I think is the obvious one uh, just off the top of my head. So I'm going to take it before you can. This time, um, I'm going Michael Baskerville. I think this is the Baskerville oh, game. I okay. think 
I think Baskerville, A, is going to be on the field a ton, like 60 to 70% of snaps, um, assuming he's conditioned, which I assume him to be, and, you know, everything's going fine in practice and everything. Uh, Brian Kelly answered pretty quickly, said you're going to see him a lot, and I think a lot is going to be a majority of the snaps, like over 50%. So with that being the case, I I assume he – I think he ends the game with double-digit tackles, and – if he can make a play or two and a, a pass breakup or two over the middle, I think that could change this game. So give me Micah Baskerville as uh, my breakout candidate. I I like that pick. I like that pick. He got the game ball a week ago. He's going to play a lot of special teams, they said. But this game – like back game balls for Micah Baskerville. There you go. As you noted, um, he – a lot of dime looks is when he kind of gets in at linebacker as the, as the lone linebacker. So he will be playing a good bit this weekend. I guess I'll go on the other side of the ball. And everyone, in, including you and I, caught a touchdown against uh, Southern, except Kayshawn. Uh, but he got involved, and really none of them played past about, you know, a quarter and a half anyways. So um, he could certainly – I heard he had a good week of practice. He could turn in a big game. That's kind of expected, um, given he's your the best player in your offense. I still don't know if they can run the foot. I don't know if they can block to run the football yeah. right now, which – you know, that's been a struggle for an O-line you're trying to figure out is how good they can be in the blocking game. You know, we said that these running backs haven't had big games. They haven't had a lot of room to run either, certainly not against FSU. Um, I'd want to pick John Emery for a breakout game, but between him not playing in a year plus and the O-line right now, I just don't know where I'm at right now, you know, at with kind of his performance in this game. But I heard Malik Neighbors had a big week of practice, and I won't be surprised at all if he has a big game uh, in this one, obviously, Kayshawn sort of draws your your top corner, kind of a lot of the focus on defense. And LSU's got talent all over at receiver. But I do think that Malik ends up having a big game. I won't be surprised if it turns into a touchdown, maybe two touchdown type of game for him. I just kind of feel like he's settling into a groove right now. He had a beyond his role on punt returns. He had a solid game in the opener at receiver, had another good game in week two. Um, and I heard that he had a very solid week of practice this week. So uh, I like Butte to have a big game, but I won't be surprised if Neighbors gets in the end zone a time or two in this one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. All right. Those are our breakout uh, cans. We'll come circle back on this uh, next week and see how we did uh, in the post game uh, post game podcast. There you go. Um, all right. One thing to watch. Um, I'll go first on this one, too, because this has been something that's been on my mind for a few days now. I think this is pretty much where we see how good Jaden Daniels is and how good Jaden Daniels can be like that's This is the game for me. We've seen him through two weeks. And yes, Florida State, he had the drive late. Awesome. Um, early on, he was hit or miss against Florida State. We have to remember that. Even though he did complete passes, it wasn't the prettiest of offense early against Florida State. But you can shoot him some bail because it was the first game. Uh, Southern is what it is. What it is, You know, led some touchdown drives. Just ran around Southern basically with ease. This is the game I think we're going to get to see how accurate 
he is at this point. And we're going to see how he does with the defense that, in my opinion, I, I assume Zach Arnett is going to try to take away his legs. And how good can he be when that is the case? How good can he be when a defense has a spy on him the whole time and had, probably has the defensive lineman like not fully engaged in pass rush, probably looking to see is he going to run, where is he going to run? How good can he be at making those tight throws when he needs to against Mississippi State's zone, or if they're in man, can he make um you know those deep shots to Kayshawn, or can he take advantage of what the defense is giving him basically? And that's what I'm interested to see. I think Jaden is very very capable. I have bought a lot of stock in Jaden over the past couple of weeks. I'm really high on him at this point, but this is where you have to start to prove it because if Jaden Daniels cannot have a or does not have a good game, I don't see LSU winning this game. I, uh, I've talked a little bit about both these sides or positions already, um, and I guess I can kind of twofold it, but I'm watching the O-line, which I talked about in terms of really the run blocking. I just haven't seen it yet this year, and um, they're kind of settling in now with a starting offensive line, or at least Charles Turner seems to be their center. Campbell seems to be their left tackle, and, and they've kind of moved pieces around from there, and, and I think that'll continue to an extent as the season goes on and they get a feel for it. So I'd like to see how they run block in this one. I think it's going to be really paramount that they do have a run game in this one. And again, there's some unknowns with Emory, obviously, of uh, playing for the first time since 2020 and, and kind of how he looks. But I, for me, I'll settle back on a defense. I just I don't know how good these corners really are. Like, yeah. again, you've transferred guys in from Ohio State, seven banks who may play some this weekend as a rotational guy. But your other guys transferred in from McNeese, UL, Oklahoma State, guys really from different pockets of the country, not all playing high-level ball. And now there's an expectation that they can carry that for you in the SEC against an air raid, which is run as well as anyone by Mike Leach. And a guy in Will Rogers at quarterback, Matty Bu, he they had a year ago, and he was yeah. already breaking records. So he settled in. You want to look at Jaden Daniels and think, damn, he's efficient this year. He's like at 78%. That would be an NCAA record if the season finished. Well, Will, Will Rogers has thrown twice that amount of passes and is like 80% right now. So very efficient quarterback play. Doesn't make a ton of mistakes. I just want to see if the LSU DBs can rise to that occasion because even then, I love Major Burns and Jay Ward, but Kelly has said multiple times, look, those guys got to clean some things up in terms of communication. And because of it, they moved Ward down to nickel and put Greg Brooks, who was at nickel, back at safety against Southern, and they're going to stick with that this week. So even where you've got experience, and I know Greg Brooks is a transfer, but it's from Arkansas, and he played four years there. He's a very good player. So even though there's experience at safety, Kelly's still saying, look, they've got to be on the same page. They've got to make sure they're tackling well, all of these different things. Then I look at corner, and I still feel like I don't know anything about how good these guys are. So – I think after Saturday, we'll know more one way or the other about kind of the upside or sort of the floor of what this kind of quarterback room might be. Yeah, it's it's a good point. I, I'm glad you brought up Will, Will Rogers because he has been very, very good this year. Um, even I think one of his two picks was a tipped pass, I believe, where the receiver just kind of like 
it literally just went off the tip of the fingers and it was picked off. I think that was the Arizona game. And then that, yeah, that was in your film study. It almost looked like the receiver ran the wrong route or was in just kind of in the wrong space and he yeah. just missed him a little bit. So yeah, the one I not a glaring film, mistake. Yeah. The one I used in the film study that was that Memphis one where, like you said, he was just kind of miscommunication. There's a real weird situation there. So it's not like he's just throwing bad interceptions. It's not like he's making bad decisions. He's going to make LSU. He's going to, put LSU in tough situations where these defensive backs are going to have to make plays. And like you said, I don't know if they can 100% make plays. It just feels like a lot of things are being juggled right now still at this point of the year. The secondary still, the offensive line still, the running back room. Like all of this is still in the air at this point. I mean, even I'd say the linebackers to a degree, uh, obviously, with uh, with what maybe Baskerville can bring in. Maybe Jones hasn't been as good as we hoped. Like, all these things are still being juggled, and this is the start of SEC play. Like this is this is where it gets real at this point because a loss here is a loss in SEC play at home, nonetheless, right? You can't just give away home game, home SEC games. Like these are the ones that really, really matter. So I'm I'm, I'm anxious to watch. Uh, we'll see. Let's let's do our predictions though. Um, I've gone first on the other one, so I'll let you go first, mostly because. Um, or do you want to do predictions here, or do you want to save them for our stories? Let's rock a couple of predictions, or at least kind of what you think the game will look like. I don't know if I have a score in my mind. I, don't, I usually okay. just kind yeah, of I don't, have, I don't know if I have a score either. But in my okay. in the final line story I wrote, free plug, I took the LSU money line, Shay. So there you go. I think only because it was plus value. That's probably the only thing I felt good about. I was like, okay, well, it's plus 115. So that was it. They're underdogs. Uh, if yeah, people don't underdogs. know, LSU is underdogs in this game, which feels uh, appropriate. Underdogs, which feels feels pretty appropriate, just because of what Mississippi State brings and the you know third year under Leach, third year under Arnett, um, Rogers is back and he's been really good. Like it, it feels like LSU should be underdogs, but at the same time, LSU's at home and under Brian Kelly and. You know, in theory, there's things that can make this really interesting. So um, I'm going to take LSU to win score right now. I'll, I don't know. We will see on the prediction piece that we write. But I, I think LSU has enough to pull this out at home. I think the defense will make a play or two that maybe we don't expect them. Or Mississippi State might just make a mistake. And I think this is going to be really, really close. Going in the fourth quarter, I can see it being tied. And it's going to come down to a mistake or two. And I think – LSU can can get it done on both ends. So there you go. Okay. I uh I'll read off these five things. I posted this on the board as kind of what I was thinking going into, into this one on the state side. And and some of it you can kind of then think about what LSU has when you're comparing it. You let off with that. Year three of Leach is offensive coordinator and Arnett is defensive coordinator. So you're settled in, right? As a team. Eight starters on offense back, eight starters on defense back, your kickers back, your punters back. There's no real question marks from a year ago to now of how do we fill these holes? How are we going to look? How's this person going to be? They've got that largely figured out. We've already seen them play a couple of solid games. So everything seems good to go there. We've talked about the offense. It's predicated on you not tackling and not communicating well. That's literally the two areas that Brian Kelly said they're having issues with across the first two games. We talked about quarterback wise, Will Rogers. He's settled in. He knows how to run Leach's offense. He's already been breaking some records at State. So we've, we've touched on that. They've got a very good quarterback for this offense. They've had more talent now on this team and certainly on defense, I think, than they had the past couple of years. 
And as I said at the beginning, 11 of the top 14 tacklers are back from a year ago. LSU had 39 scholarship players at the bowl game, and they just redid a staff from top to bottom, head coach to every coordinator to every assistant minus the O-line coach to all the analysts. We've seen them now play a tough game at Florida, with Florida State, an easy one with Southern. Not sure how much I'm going to take away from the Southern game beyond that they did have a good sense of urgency kind of right out of the gates in all phases of the game. But I look at all that on state. LSU doesn't have any of that. Like people are going to say, like, how is LSU an underdog? Like they have more talent than state and they have better coaches than state. I, I, you can get into the weeds on those arguments. Yeah, they might have more talent, but they don't have all those other things that come with being a good football team, which is the stability that state has right now. I mean, there, there are people out there that think state should be knocking on the door for a top 10 ranking right now. They don't have it, but people are saying y'all are sleeping on Mississippi state. And if they go out there and beat LSU, watch state's going to rise up the rankings and everyone's going to be talking about them. They're just not doing it this week because they played Memphis and Arizona. And it's kind of a forgotten thing because state did lose a handful of games a year ago, but again, they lost almost all of those games by like three points. So there's off-season development, and you come into this year where those games that were tight games now swing in your favor. That's where I'm at in this one. I think this one comes down to a very tight game, but I think State has just a little bit more experience in a lot of these departments where they're settled in to where LSU's not. And, I, look, I picked, I picked LSU to lose this game before the season in my preseason prediction thing. I think State's a good team. Like, they're kind of an Arkansas feel to me, and – I don't think anybody would be shocked if they lost Arkansas this year. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Would I be surprised if LSU won? No, the spread is a, a minimal one. It's a field goal game. Um, you know, you get a break or two during the game, it swings your way and you come out with the upset. But I going into it, I think that state has more of an advantage than LSU. So I, I'm going to pick state to win. Yeah. I, I think everything you hit on is hundred percent. Um, accurate and you did say I mean before the season you've been high on Mississippi State and I I was the one that was kind of wrong on Mississippi State I had Mississippi State coming in sixth in my SEC West Valley below I think it was sixth below uh, LSU at five and now we get to this point in the season State's been better than I think even you would say or even I thought coming into the season for sure but like through two games they have mauled Memphis and they put away Arizona like these Arizona is better than they were last year that's for sure and Memphis is a, a solid team so at this point I I like I said before I completely understand Mississippi State being favorites in this game like it makes complete sense to me so we'll see how it goes we'll see how it shakes out like puts that 30 minute podcast Shay I think this is good uh get people to the game you know probably half halfway there with all the traffic but that's all right. Yeah, yeah, traffic should not be as bad as last week. So that'll be the good news. I don't even Thanks. think this is a sellout, honestly. I haven't seen them announce that. So Yeah, I don't know. That's as long as the traffic's not as bad, I'm cool. I'm cool. That You'll was, be good that on was, that front. That was the biggest thing. So all right. We thank y'all for joining us. Uh check us out uh, on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, become a subscriber on the YouTube uh, channel. It's free. It's easy. Uh if you're on YouTube, leave us a like, comment, share. Um and all that good stuff. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review if you're listening on the podcast side. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Matthew Bruni and at Shay Dixon. And follow, and become a subscriber to the Bengal Tiger for $1 for an entire year. That's right. We are still running the $1 for a year sub. And I mean, it's just obviously worth it because you know, of all the work that we're doing, if you just go over there. So check all that out. Um, we appreciate you all for joining us. And we'll talk to you all later.